Welcome to Help a Girl Out. I'm Rachel, and joining me is my BFF on the other side of the world, kind of, on the other hemisphere, Katie. Hello. Did you like the way I said your name? I wanted to make it sound a little different. I thought it was nice, but I really liked how you said hemisphere. Yeah, I don't normally say hemisphere. (laughs) It's not really part of my daily vocabulary. But I just, you know, I'm normally like, Katie. So I thought I'd just, you know, switch it up a little bit. I just want to point out to everyone, because you're only listening. You don't get these amazing visuals. But Rachel is wearing a full-on winter coat in her bed right now. (laughs) And it's... Absolutely. It's amazing. And I'm freezing. Okay, in the puffer jacket, I am cold. Did you ever do um, the fundraiser where you sleep in a box? I remember it, but I never did it. Okay, because I did it several times, and that's what I feel like right now. Just, like, freezing. Like, I remember doing it and feeling so cold. And that's how I feel. I feel like I'm sleeping outside or, like, I'm camping outside where it's really cold. Yeah, what did you guys do in the box? I ate muffins. <laughs> what kind? The mini mini well, muffins? There were probably some Hostess chocolate chip mini muffins involved. Yeah. And also Rainbow, Rip Rainbow, uh, my beloved grocery store, my first job. They used to have these um, like cinnamon toast almost like muffins Ooh, they were so good that sounds so amazing i was really into them um actually target also had like an apple cinnamon like kind of crumble muffin so i would have my mom had these rubber made no tupperware rubber made <laughs> whatever brand it was they were like these circle circular um What's it called? Like a plastic container. The and, Tupperware? And the, yes, like a Tupperware. And it perfectly fit the muffin. And it was fabulous. And it was like it was like one of those dolls where it's like stacking. So one's small and the next one's medium and they all fit in there. And that's what my muffin storage situation was like. So it worked out really well. I've never thought about how convenient. Okay, I'm done with the lamp. Okay. <laughs> for everybody listening. It for flickers. everybody listening. No, 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 it didn't flicker. I, I'm getting, I'm really freaked out right now. I'm just going to have to take a moment here. Okay, okay. Oh. Okay, we're done with that. Did I'm you never just turn that it lamp off or again. did it turn off on its own? Okay, Katie, I'm getting really freaked out. I feel like I'm being, like, stopped. Okay, hi. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, this is a little chaotic. Uh, so I had Nick turn this lamp on for me, like, 10 minutes ago. And then right before we started recording... <laughs> It just like shut off. I didn't but touch it. She also like freaked out. Like Nick, it won't work. And then he's like, "It's not plugged in." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the hair dryer was plugged in because he is drying the corner of the apartment of our bedroom where there's a leak. So he was just blow drying uh... the carpet. You know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. So that was that was sitting there. But anyway, the lamp turned off like 10 minutes ago. And I just went, that was strange, but I'm just letting it happen. It did. All of a sudden, it just switched back on. Like full force. That was so creepy. I didn't touch it. I feel really scared. 
I've never felt like this was haunted, but now I'm a little nervous. It turned on and then it turned off again, right? Yes. Well, I just turned it off. Okay, you last time. Off. I've unplugged it. I'm 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 never going to use that lamp again. It's for aesthetic purposes only now because I don't like the functionality of it. I just I don't appreciate that. That was Have you ever, it, uh, Do you actually remember? I can't remember if we've talked about this, but do you remember Blackfoot? How did I know you were going to talk about Blackfoot? How did I know you were going to bring it up? The thing is, I actually said that to someone not that long ago. Like, uh, within a few weeks ago, I said something. I think I was going on some roll talking to someone, and they probably didn't even really care what I was talking about. <laughs> who was it? <laughs> it was someone who had worked. Oh, I know. It was a friend's boyfriend who has worked at a summer camp. And then I was like, oh, I worked at a summer camp. And then I was going on and on about how there was a supposedly this haunted cabin and I didn't really believe it. And then they said something happened, but I slept through it all. Oh, you don't believe that Blackfoot was haunted? Well, Katie, this is the thing. If you want to believe things are haunted, and that's fine for you. For me to mentally and emotionally and physically go on in my life I need to approach things with the with the idea that there is absolutely no such thing as as ghosts spirits haunted what about, things what about that weird... freaks me out so I thought that we had like the same experience when we were in that cabin together so correct me if I'm wrong but did you feel like the weird energy like the fact that it was like not a good vibe in there i thought the whole camp was a weird energy (laughs) i always had weird energy there because i this is maybe one of the only times where like i understand when people say like the hairs on the back of your neck sticking up and like just the frequency of a place being so bad and you just don't want to be in there because if i walk into that cabin that's the feeling i would get and if i left the cabin i felt like back to normal Like, it really was a completely different energy level for me. And this was, um, this was, like, later. This is when Rachel and I were camp counselors together. And this was, like, the end of the summer. Oh, yeah, FYI, this is what we're talking about. (laughs) And it was always rumored that one of the cabins, the second one, called Blackfoot, they're all named after um, different Native American tribes. And that one was rumored to be haunted and you would everyone that stayed in there has said that they have like a weird story about being in that cabin and then I don't even know if you know this Rachel I probably didn't bring it up to you but like the second or third week of camp was a week where they only needed a few staff members because it was dedicated to kids with um heart heart wasn't it diabetes uh no not diabetes it was like heart problems oh they only needed it was smaller yeah it was a smaller week so the rest of us if you didn't want to work you could have the week off and if you did want to work you could stay so I took the week off and I'm pretty sure you did too gosh I really hope I did (laughs) and I was told from Haley that a bunch of the counselors did a Ouija board in there yeah, I don't think I ever told you because I knew you'd be too freaked out. So they did okay. a Ouija board in there. And Haley, who is like, how, how do you describe Haley? Like, just like, not afraid of shit? It, yeah. Like, yeah, Haley's a badass. Like, like, 
Yeah, yeah. Haley's like the polar opposite of me, basically. Haley was too scared and left. That's how bad it was. So it was like Haley, Sage, Taylor, a bunch of them. And they did the Ouija board. And I only know from like Haley's retelling, but basically there was like a little boy that was responding to them on it. And he just kept saying like, get out, get out, get out. And they all got like really freaked out and stopped doing it. So, yeah, basically what I was told was that they were all in the Blackfoot cabin and they were using the Ouija board and this little boy was responding (gasps) and had said that they drowned in the lake or something like that and kept saying, like, get out, get out, get out, like, get out of the cabin, get out of the cabin, like, kind of like unwelcoming, like, I don't want you in here. And they got like super freaked out and they stopped and left. And those are all Wait. people. Who... Yeah, what? It, was, it was like people who can like handle that kind of thing. <laughs> no, I have like I'm like scared right now. I feel like my lamp is flickering again. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, so I don't think I wanted to tell you that because we got oh lucky for most of the year and we didn't get put in that cabin. Wait. Okay. Can we just? Okay. No, I don't want to. No. So then. See, this is not. Were you in that cabin, actually, two times? Yes, I think I was in Blackfoot twice. Who else were you in there? Because I I think I was your second time. I think we were in Blackfoot my very last week. We were. Weren't we? When we had that little girl who she, we were like, you're going to swimming, so make sure you put your swimsuit on. And then she, like, kept forgetting, and then it was like, she had to run back and get her sent. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so I was like kind of freaked out to be in that cabin, if I'm honest with you. But then I like convinced myself, like, no, you know, like there's nothing wrong. Um, you know, they might have made it up, or that's just like their perspective. But okay. to be honest, as soon as we moved our things into that cabin, I felt that the energy was not right. Okay, so can, can we just hold on for a second? I don't, I don't, uh, I'm afraid, but (laughs) the whole communication thing, how do they know it's a little boy? They, have you used a Ouija board before? Katie, do I look like someone, I can't even say that word because I think they're going to come and get me. So, no. basically you ask questions and it moves, to be um, upfront, I haven't used one either, so I just know how they work and I've seen movies, but you ask a question and you're all you all have your hands on the piece and then you ask a question and it moves either to yes or no or it can spell things out stuff like that so it, how, they, they how were does asking it move, Katie? how does it move apparently the like spirit guides it now i'm not saying that this is scientific or it's a hundred percent but some people that have used it have said that like Everyone swears they weren't moving it. Now, I can't say because I wasn't there and I've never done it. So I really don't know. It scares me too much to try. Okay. Well, for my greater good, I'm going to believe it's the air. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> because- it, now it, it very well could have been, but they kept asking it questions. And then like those kinds of things were, um, are, or what like the, the answers were saying. No, it could have just been uh-huh. one of the pe- like counselors in there moving it to say that every time. Like, I don't know for sure. But I, what I do know is that my, my perspective walking into that cabin was it's a darker energy. 
and I wouldn't say I'm I don't know I, I don't think I'm super um perceptive to like that type of thing I, I am with people but maybe not locations and I, I think we all are towards people like you meet someone and you just get like a good energy about them and you know you want to be around them or you meet someone and you're like oh okay yeah a little bit of a Debbie Downer like did not the type of good, frequency did you get good energy when you met me good frequencies wait I did, but I thought you were so strange at first. <laughs> and and do, you, do you still think I'm strange now? In the best kind of way. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. But then, okay. do you remember there weren't enough um, beds for you and I to both have a bed? So yes. I, I slept on the floor and I slept next to your bed. Yes. And I, and you fed me pizza. I did feed you pizza. Now, I tried so hard to, like, fall asleep quickly so I didn't have to think about. Can we just rewind for a second? Why did you give me the bed for the whole week? Like, why didn't I offer you to at least switch the bed every other night? That seems really rude. Well, remember, I had my, like, feather bed mattress thing so I wasn't su- super concerned. Oh, that's right because you were a bougie camp counselor. I was okay, that's right. bougie but coming from okay. the girl who had tubs of snacks I don't know if that's a fair <laughs> Listen, fair I was tubs. going to starve and then I would have been <laughs> haunting the camp okay like I starved here because so, they were feeding me mystery meat. So, so th- it's true there is a lot of mystery meat being fed. Yeah. So then one of the nights um, I remember waking up, I don't remember what time, but it was like in the middle of the night and there was like a loud banging, like bump, 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 bump. And it was coming from above, but there was nothing. And so I was like, nope, nope, going to bed, like not dealing with this. I'm not, I'm not one of those like curious people that's like, where's the noise coming from? I'm like, ignore it, pretend I'm asleep. It's not there. Uh-huh. And so then I thought, oh, maybe there's like a, a tree above it and it's windy and like so then the next morning I'm looking outside, there's nothing above that cabin. Uh-huh. So it, it couldn't have been something from outside. I mean it could have been, I guess, an animal or something, but how likely is that? Like the noise it was, it was too loud. Uh-huh. I don't and like then this. I remember okay. one of the little girls had told me, like, what was that sound last night? Or they asked me something like that. And I was like, I don't know. And they were telling me that they were, like, waking up scared at night, too. So I was like, nope, nope, nope. So then I just tried to, like, wear us all out throughout the day so that everyone could sleep through the night because I was not having it. Is that why you tried to make me run during counselor tag or whatever that horrible Counselor game was? hunt. Oh, God, that was horrible. That was horrible. I just straight up, like, refused. I was like, I'm walking basically off property if you think you're throwing me in that lake. I took those games incredibly serious. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I took them seriously as in, like, a threat to my well-being. You were, like, and one I of the people hiding. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, no. And you know what? But, you see, you didn't have much to much to lose because you conveniently got your belly button pierced so that you could get out of going in the water. And I did not get my belly button pierced. So I was like, I was like, well, they're going to try and throw me in. You know what? I should have just, th- you know what? I, I honestly think that's really inappropriate. You be like, you have to go in the water. I think that I, is inappropriate. I agree. But it was part of the job description. And you could have gotten your belly button pierced. 
okay, well, I did get waxed and that was horrible and that was enough. <laughs> okay. So if you think I was also going to get like a, a, a little drill gun nail thingy stabbing my belly button, you're wrong. And it hurt, I'll day. be honest. It was not a nice feeling. Yeah. And didn't it get infected? Mm, no, because I no. didn't go in the lake. Oh, that's right. Sorry. That was my other friend who hers did get infected right away. And it was a mistake. I will not name names. Uh, <laughs> okay, Katie. So is that all that happened, though? The banging? That's it, right? right. There was nothing else. I'm pretty sure that was it. Okay, because see, I think when we had when we were in that cabin, we had that like camp tradition where they like woke you up in the middle of the night to go to that like, oh my god, yes, what was like, that? Oh. fire dancing thing honestly low-key like looking back on it I feel like that was really inappropriate like I feel like it's really scary for kids to be woken up like that in the middle well, of the night yeah I it was, was scary for me that, that had to go in the mud in the bog yeah and I was like no thank you wow oh I think oh, I don't know if I can find them but I might have pictures from that night but yeah but I can't remember what it was called but we would one counselor from each cabin had to go to the bog and this is like 10 10 p.m yeah okay. and we had to get like completely covered in mud and then we had to go dance around the fire like covered in the mud and then the other counselor would like wake the kids up and bring them down and then we'd all like dance around the fire yeah, and how much did we get paid for this? Oh, yeah. $35 right. a day. day. <laughs> a day, not a an day. hour. <laughs> a day. A day because of the sleeping. Um, You know, they're paying for room and board and food. They're paying for luxurious now, we, we all room starved and board. because there's no way anyone is going to uh eat th- that food okay i lived off of the cottage cheese and the applesauce and, and, and remember i didn't was... even get in bed so no you didn't you let me have it which was really mean. i should have at least but, had 40 dollars. but but do you remember um it was like if you some time some weeks you'd have a cabin with like eight or nine kids and sometimes you'd have like 10 or 11 and the rule was all the kids get everything on the table first and then the counselors basically get the scraps like whatever is left so the only thing that I would really eat was the breadsticks and every time the breadsticks were served it was like we magically had like 15 children in the cabin and they all (laughs) took my freaking breadstick and I was like I'm gonna waste away here give me that breadstick I really loved for breakfast the muffins and it seemed that no one else liked them. So I could get a ton of muffins that okay. week, whatever day. It could Because it's the same menu every week. So whichever day was the yeah. muffin day, like no one wanted their muffins. And it would switch the flavor too, especially no one liked the banana ones. So I could just get Ooh. all the muffins and I'd keep them in my, uh, in my bag. And then I'd just eat those throughout the week. That was really smart. We need we needed to do what we had to do. It was it was like the summer camp that you see in the movies, except to see the haunting thing is just I don't know. There's there's a show um, that my husband Nicholas tries to get me to watch. Well, I do watch it, but it's called The Osbournes Want to Believe, and it's Have you heard of it, Katie? No, I've never. What is it on? Uh, TLC. 
it's it's Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osborne, and Sharon Osborne. And basically, Jack is kind of like into like he's not like crazy, but he he's like into the concept of like hauntings and aliens and and whatever Paranormal. stuff that I don't like paranormal things. And so what he does is he it's kind of like ridiculousness where like you show these clips, but basically he finds clips like on the internet of you know hauntings or like what's that in the sky like and then he shows his parents and his parents there's a scale it's zero to ten and it's like how much on the scale like how how crazy is that like how scary are is that mm. and it's like the woolly booger scale I think and most of the time his parents are like that that's a military plane no it, it's a three but we were watching this episode and they go and you know, it's not super scary. It's just like, I don't really watch the videos because they start to freak me out, Mm -hmm. but Nick really enjoys the show. So I try to just kind of like, it's like funny because they're just, they're sitting in a theater, like watching it and Ozzy's like asleep half the time. And like, then Sharon's just going on some roll, but there was a time when we kind of, it's on in the background and all of a sudden we hear them go, they say where the video is from and they go, this video comes to us from Shakopee, Shakopee, uh, Minnesota. And I go, oh my God, they mean Shakopee. (gasps) And and then they show this video and they go, this was taken at night in the Walmart parking lot. And they pan to the sky and there's this ring of lights that look like, you know, like an alien, like a a spaceship. And... (laughs) And I look at Nick and I go, I, I know for a fact that that is Mystic Lake Casino. <laughs> like, that is Mystic Lake <laughs> it's Casino. Yes, yes, it's the lights. Yes, it's the lights. Oh my god! And, and sure enough, I Google it and it goes like, it like it blows up on Google. It's like mysterious lights. Like, but what was the best part is that Ozzy, who normally doesn't think any of it is real, he's like, oh my god, that is really compelling. And then he's like, if I saw that, I'd shit myself. And he's just like really, <laughs> really worked up. And so that is the one that like got him over the edge. And then I Googled it. <laughs> it's just and the Mystic it's, Lights Casino. It's the Mystic Lake Casino Lights. And then I look at it, like I Google it. And it's like, oh, like Mystic Lake Lights mistaken for UFO. <laughs> like it's all over the internet. And basically, I think what happened is it was like a, a really foggy night so the cloud (laughs) cover like it drifted down so it kind of cut off like it cut off like where you see like the beams like making the teepee that goes up yeah it just kind of showed the ring at the top for anyone that doesn't know it's like uh the casino has these lights that shoot up into the sky just yeah why i don't even know advertisement or like why do they do that i guess it's like here follow our light it's, it's, it's like, like a lighthouse. the beacon the beacon leading you to the place where you can lose all your money and then name your dog after it okay <laughs> i just like to clarify i would just like to clarify that i did not lose all my money <laughs> that, that that statement came no, out very wrong she is a frequent mini jackpot winner 
Thank you very much, Katie. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it was so funny. But that oh show my God, is like that's hilarious. There, there's a like there's a few. <laughs> was Nick dying? Yes. Like... Yes. I was like, oh my god. Like I, I was like, okay, I like the show now because I felt like a connection to it. But there's a lot of clips on there that are just really freaky, where they're like in you know old buildings. It just freaks me out. Like, and so I'm like, I'm just I can't. I, it's like my mind, it's like, it's like a coping mechanism. Like I just, I can't, I can't believe that that stuff is real because I, I literally would just like never move. Like I just, the thought of like Blackfoot being haunted is so scary to me that I just, in the fact that I slept in there just like freaks me out so badly. Like I can't, I'm literally like, I'm like walking in the middle of the day in like a safe neighborhood and I'm like, <gasps> Like, and I don't even know why, because nothing's happened to me. It's just, I think it's like, I was going to say, what's wrong? Uh, yeah. I think I just have like, Anxiety. I don't know. If, well, yes, I know that for a fact, but I think it's like, I'm so like, I, I say this, I, I just, I wish that there was a way that I could just have like a message that was like, Rachel, you are going to live until you're 80 and you will die of this. Okay. And then I would just know. Okay. And then I can just go along my merry way. That I don't have to like, you know, I don't have to worry that that would calm a lot of fear for me. But I think it's like, it's like, I, I think part, I think it got worse as I got older. And I think, I think the news and social media doesn't help because I feel like, and cause I asked my mom, I asked my mom this, which I found really interesting because I was like, I know that the world can seem like such a scary place you know with everything bad that goes on in the world but you know if you look back through history it's like like crazy people doing horrible things is nothing new you know like like the 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 methods that they use may be you know a little different but but that's always been the case like the world has been completely created basically through people being horrible you know like yeah that sounds really negative but it's like you know and it's it's nothing new and it's like but I asked my mom you know like growing up like did you feel because it's like I read things like I read things all not all the time that makes me sound like a crazy person myself um but I read things all the time that's like you know about plane bombings and and attacks and stuff in like the eight the 70s and 80s and I'm like, mom, how did you ever get on a plane with like no security? Like, you know, like not like the security that we have now. And she was like, Rachel, we just, we never thought about that. Like you just, you never thought of that. Like it just, it, it's like, and I, I feel like it was just like, yeah, you might read about it in like the newspaper, but it was just like, you had to almost like seek that information out. Whereas now um, it's like, it's, it's just fed 20%. to you at every corner and the news is always negative. And like, I went to journalism school. Like I'm a, like I'm a journalist. Like I, like I, I but I feel like being exposed to that, just like, I was it makes say, me. Like, you aren't at the liberty of it, um, able to like distance yourself from a lot of that too, because of yeah. your of work where I can like go off grid, have nothing to do with yes. the news, social media, and it doesn't really impact me. Yes. Exactly. And I think even though I'm not in like traditional like newsroom journalism anymore, it's like my job is to be on social media and be on the web. And so like I see this stuff all the time. You write tons of articles for your freelancing. So it's like 
Well, your, that's true. And I know, write your, a lot your, about your main fasting. job. No, but like your side yes, job. My yes, side, my side job. And it, it's like, it's just, uh, and it's like, but it's, it's strange because it's like, I'm generally a very positive person. So but I think that's like, why it affects you. Because yeah, you, you're, you're someone who, um, you have this like amazing positivity and light about you. So it's really oh, difficult so for nice you to sweet. understand, like, how can a human behave that way? Yes, yes, it's very, it's, and I guess what's, I guess it's just difficult for me because it's like, and for everybody else, is it's like, you know, I'm always like, I'm like, please don't let anything happen to my family or like, please keep me safe. Like, please keep me, and I don't consider myself overly religious, but I always say prayers for my safety and my family anyway, because I just am like, I, I need to, I need to, I need to, I, I, I need to survive this, please. And it's like nothing. It's literally like, I'm getting in the car. Please let me make it to my destination. Like, I'm just, I'm very, I'm, I, I think I need therapy. Anyway, moving on. I, but then I always think like how many people prayed or like, or hoped that something was going to be okay and it wasn't, you know? And then I, I just, and that just really starts to get in my head. But then, then the other part of it is that everybody dies, which is so crazy. Like, like you don't live forever. So I just, it just gets me really, I don't even know what I'm talking about. It just, it, it, the whole concept of death and then it's spirits and bad things. It just, it just freaks me out. It just freaks me out to my core. So I like to just, and the thing is I can read about things like I can Wikipedia just about anything, but the, but I cannot visually see it or I will start I will like spiral mm-hmm. out of control so my mom I don't know if I told you the story Katie I'm sure I did but on the journalism topic when when I was in high school and I was ch- I had literally just like it came to me one day when I was turning into Arby's okay I was going to pick up Arby's and I I knew I wanted to go to college but I didn't exactly know what I like wanted to study not that you need to know before you go to college but you know, I, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I literally was turning into the Arby's um, drive through and it all of a sudden just hit me. And I was like, you need to go to journalism school. Like, duh, you love writing. You had your newspaper forever. You like like TV, radio. You need to go to journalism school. So I was like really excited. Like I was like, my future is planned for me now. Like I am ready. And so then my mother. So, okay. So my mom and I, okay, I think you would agree. We are very similar like we are we share we're very similar people but one thing where we really differ is that she likes to watch scary things she enjoys it I didn't know that no oh please don't don't get her started she will watch nurse ratchet she will watch I gave birth to the devil she will watch just about any creepy thing on Netflix imaginable but she's like she just thinks it's entertaining Whereas, like, I think Twilight's scary. Like, I cannot be uh, watching scary things. Like, it, it, no way. No, I, I literally, I think I would... You thought Twilight was scary? Well, yeah, when the vampires were attacking was a little bit frightening. But, like, I would never watch a horror movie. Like, you could not, you could not pay me five bajillion dollars to watch a horror movie. I really don't think that you could. Because I cannot handle it. And so anyway, but my mom also likes to watch like real discovery, like investigation discovery 
or like Ooh, I love ID channel okay that's good for you you and Sandy can go watch it in privacy away from me okay? it's addictive okay well yeah and Sandy got addicted to this but anyway she was watching a special and it was you know it's where they 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 talk about like unsolved crimes or whatnot yes and and like the the innate like curiosity in me is interested like and I think that's part of my like you know journalism I want to get to the bottom of it I'm interested in the in the story so it's hard for me to turn away but anyway the story was of a young news anchor living in small town Iowa who went missing and they never found her and this was like 20 25 years ago um but it just it was like I heard the story and I wasn't even in the same room but I could just kind of see it out of the corner of my eye in the dining room and it was like just hearing it was like I was interested in the story like immediately I was like oh my god that's horrible and it was one of those you know it was one of those crimes where it was like this is a small town nothing ever happens here and that's like part of like in that really like struck a chord with me because I've always felt like I even though I grew up close to a big city I always felt like I kind of grew up in like a small town or a small community so that like really sent me but then it was like she's a journalist and that she's literally do she was doing the exact job that I've just decided that I want to do and then they were interviewing like other news anchors and stuff and they were like I get so many creepy letters like I get so many threats like of anonymous people being like I'm watching you this is what I'm going to do like just horrible because people get obsessed because they see them on their tv and they walk and they see them they're like a local personality and so they watch them like you know day in and day out and people who are like are mentally unwell get like attached to that and that just it, it literally sent me spiraling so bad katie that i was turning 18 and most people would like lock their bedroom doors I slept with mine wide open. Do you know why I slept with mine wide open? Because I, and I told my parents this, I said, in case someone crawls through my bedroom window, I want you to hear. Okay, so my room's gonna be open. <laughs> okay. So, oh and, and I got to the point where every day, so I went to school and then I would normally work at the grocery store until like eight, nine, ten o'clock. And I would be like, mom, just in case I get abducted, I want you to know that I love you so much. Like, that was literally what I would say to my mom. And she was like, okay, Rachel, we need to have a discussion. You need to be aware of the risks, but you also cannot just go through life thinking that you're going to get abducted at every turn. And I was like, okay, probably a fair point. But I just, I have like this obsessive, like. Well, it, it does get sad because, I mean, I know you don't like to watch those things, but I've seen so many. So it's like, there's almost always two types. The first type is the, like you said, they got obsessed with someone and they yeah. just followed them and like kind of like um, once they had made that decision, you kind of knew like, okay, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the other type, which is, you know, just absolutely awful. And it's like they were going to do something, but the it could have been anyone. Yeah, unfortunately, it's whoever it was. And those yes. are the ones not saying that the other ones aren't sad, too, because they're all terrible Horrible. and honestly just like so, so sad. But the fact of the ones, I guess I, I get like a little more like hung up on is the uh, it could have been anyone and they just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time yes. where 
it, it, it ended up being them. And it's like, I don't know, it just, it makes you so sad to think about someone's life ending for something so stupid. Yes, exactly. And, just, and something I've noticed too, since living abroad, is that it happens a lot in America. I think what you're saying, Katie, about how it seems like that, I think the one thing that I have to keep in mind that I think it seems like that, but you have to remember that, first of all, the new, like, like, it's such a large population that there's bound to be, like, more not good people. You know, there's just, that just is the nature of it. Like, if you live in a country with 100,000 people, there's probably not going to be that much of that, you know. But if you live in a country with 330 million, like, yeah and it but it it does seem so like scary and alarming and it kind of like rattles you but then I have to try it especially when I'm I mean I'm also someone that's watching that channel so I'm taking in yeah a lot of those cases it's kind of like obviously you're gonna think it's happening all the time if you're watching cases but they really are like spread out through the years you know you might watch one from the 1990s and then the next one's 2007 like it, it yes. is still spread out but yeah I'm just saying like uh it does I've, seem like that since I'm not living there I feel like yeah. um it's not as commonly discussed in Japan not saying it doesn't happen because yeah. I do still see like news articles where like yeah a murder happens or something but it's you, just different do you think it's more like they try and keep it under wraps it could be you know it okay. really could be um then there's also just like uh the the law is quite different like i don't really know how they handle kidnappings and things like that mm-hmm. but actually that reminds me i there was a 60 minute special on that was really interesting and also quite sad uh it it was about um parental kidnappings in japan and it was that japan is one of the only like developed in quote you know nations that they have this really archaic law where basically um a parent can at any time just like take their kids and kind of like leave the other parent and the other parent does not get like uh, does not get like visitation like so if if a couple breaks up and one parent wants to take the children normally like the mom yeah she can just take them and like doesn't tell doesn't need to tell the father where they are doesn't need to ever communicate with the father again and it was really it was really sad to see these cases and a lot of them were like a um they were from like a different country. So like the dad might've been from like, uh, there were a lot from Australia or from Europe and like they'd moved to Japan and then the marriage either like broke down or, uh, or some of them were like, I didn't even know we were breaking up. She just left. But anyway, and, and, and it was, it was really confronting to see like they're, they're, they're trying to, des- they, they basically free, put their entire lives on hold waiting in case their kids ever come back. And they don't know where their kids are. So Have you heard of this, Katie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's specifically with a foreign partner. Um, oh, it is. Okay. And not, I wasn't sure if I'm, what it I'm was. not like going to say I'm super knowledgeable on the topic because it's just like 
I've had conversations with people, but I haven't done any research on my own. But from what I've heard, the law almost 99% of the time will favor the Japanese parent. And remember, they have a super low birth rate here right now. So, like, they're pushing for people to have kids. The prime minister is like, do your citizen duty and have kids. Like, come on, people. So, basically... um, you have to be super careful um, if one parent is foreign because the other one will get custody and okay. they will kind of like And it doesn't you matter if, if you, it's the if mother you try or to father. Leave. Doesn't matter. It's and just you, so long as they are in Japan. If, if they are a Japanese yep. person, yes. And then if okay. they try to, so say the foreign parent tries to leave, they will be pursued heavily. So you could face huge charges if you try to take your kids back to Australia or back to wherever. Oh, okay. So it kind of like locks some people. Like I have, it's it's a coworker of one of my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically she kind of came here when she was like 19 or 20. Um, She had been from Canada and had like a, met her husband in university um they got married and then came to japan together so he was japanese she was canadian and basically he they had two kids together um she's like our age he's a little older and sounds like he's um, pretty successful in his line of work and he's something with like fashion or design or something like that so kind of kind of out there type of thing especially for someone living and working in tokyo And he kind of just like, um, I don't know if he woke up one day or if he kind of was like doing this on the side the whole time, but he pretty much woke up and said like, I don't want to be with you. Um, But it's kind of common in Japan for people to not be together, but legally still together. So they're not really in a relationship, but legally they are still married. Um, And so he kind of just was like, you can see and do whatever you want. Um, but I'm not, I'm not in this with you anymore. He moved out, um, basically started dating someone right away from his work. So it's most likely that they were seeing each other anyways. Yeah. Um, but the Canadian girl is like kind of trapped because if she tries to leave with the kids, um, the Japanese government will not be happy and will not, um, take her side so she kind of knows she'll lose custody if she tries to do anything and I don't know if this is true obviously I haven't had to do any of this but um I don't think that they help with the language barrier in these kinds of situations I know they don't with like criminal investigation type things it's kind of like you're on your own we're not gonna like translate for you and we're not gonna which I don't know if America does, you know, it, it's really put like my perspective, like changed my perspective, like being somewhere else and going like, okay, well, when we have people who who are Japanese or Chinese or, you know, anything, and they come over f- and have some issue with the law, are we helping them? Are we providing them with someone who can translate for them and yeah. speak their language? I'm pretty like, sure that we do. I really, really hope so, because it's completely changed my mindset to be on the other side of it and to go like, oh, my God, like even very uh, 
off topic for a second but like even at the airport at, in Japan it's so peaceful like they're so kind and so patient and so helpful and I I get scared at the airport with like TSA and everyone and I speak English and I'm an American and I feel like terrified to go through because they're angry they yell at you you know like I, I, I can go under the radar like it's fine I don't have any problems but it's still like their overall tone and demeanor is quite aggressive and so it's yeah me, and I think it, it depends really on sad. what airport you're at because I've had that and then I've had like where they're really really nice and they're like singing to me which I really appreciate and but, then but I think I think but then I then I think because I think the same thing Katie I think like oh whoa I'm a little like whoa but then I'm like okay I just saw that person like be completely like like I just saw like a passenger be completely like horribly rude and like like and so then I'm like okay well they probably deal with that all day and it's like a security thing but it's very but it is really but, interesting because the the security here is way more lax and yeah. which I'm sure you remember because we had to run through it a few times yes. but deep down I feel this is just my personal like feeling but I feel much safer when I go through American security like once I'm through I feel like I just went through security. Like here, I feel like but they let me bring a whole bottle of wine on this plane. I'm a little confused. How my, I got this wine on my, the point I'm trying to make is I think that they aren't culturally sensitive and they're not language mm. sensitive because yeah. I've seen, I've witnessed at LAX and uh, Atlanta, like them being rude to foreigners, especially mm. Chinese who can't understand the English and they're yelling at them, screaming, take out your iPad, take out your laptop. And it's like, they don't know what you're saying. Why Mm. don't we have signs in multiple languages saying these things? Because when you go to foreign countries like Thailand and Japan and South Korea, they have it in English too. Like we are catered to a lot. We're other places. places, We are not catering to these people and it's not fair. You can't scream at them to do so. I can't imagine how mortifying that would be for me if I was at the Narita airport and they're screaming at me in Japanese. Mm, and yeah. to go like, I, I don't know what you want. For, like, I'll do it. But what do you want? Like, yeah, you know, so I think, well, I think about too, how Kate, I think you've got to go to an, a, a smaller airport. LAX is just a bit of a, a bit of a hot, hot moment. <laughs> you got to go to a nicer air. Okay, keep a call at another airport. You know, go to the one that your friend went to on her way to Australia. You'll have everyone will have better luck there. But I think I think I I definitely see what you're saying. But I mean, I but I've known. I think it really depends on the situation because I've seen where they've been really accommodating. Where I've been like, oh, that's nice, and I've seen like, oh, look at that sign. I wonder what that says. Like, but then I think there's. I think it really, and I think it again comes down to the person. It's like. 100%. Has that person had a good day or have they been dealing? And it's like, again, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't know what that person's been dealing with all day. And it doesn't make it okay, but it's like, you just, it's so, that's what's so crazy about humans is it's like, you see a tiny glimpse of a person and you don't know, like, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, you don't know what, what's going on in their head. You don't know what their day has been you you don't you don't know and it goes both ways for the for the worker and the traveler like you don't you know what I mean it's just and I feel like and and I'm not trying to say anything against like the workers I'm just saying like even as the as a building 
we should be yes. having these signs. We should be having yes. things like But have you available. not seen this? But I see signs. So sometimes, and to be honest, I'm not always looking for it because yeah. I can't understand what's going on. But um I I do remember like specifically when I was coming back from Australia to LAX that they were being extremely rude to a group of Chinese students that mm. were um coming no 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 were were they getting in or were we leaving we might have been leaving actually this might have been on my way to australia and i just remember being like they don't understand you stop screaming at them yeah yeah you know and you could tell that they were so like stressed out and it's just like come on you can't tell me that lax isn't getting a huge influx of chinese tourists you must have some chinese sign somewhere yeah but they it's the same i've i've seen that here as well as well as well where it's like people are obviously there's clearly like a a language barrier there but then (laughs) again it comes down to like okay people might also not know the other language you know so it's like where do you how do you find the resources to make sure that you have the proper resources in place that everybody you, you know what I mean like yeah. I and, I wouldn't know what to do if there was someone who needed to speak Chinese and I feel like I would be like oh oh like I need to help like obviously I'd be like oh my gosh I need to help them but like you know like I feel like you have to find the balance between having the right resources so that there is somebody available who can help and I think I think the airports like do have that they have like interpreters and stuff but I think it again comes down to the resources like okay if they're helping one person you know you need like 20 of them because you can't control you know when you need somebody to come in and like like help and it's just it's just so crazy because it's like you could have a really good experience or you could have a really bad experience and you just never know and that goes back to my anxiety about everything I guess I've just seen like a huge difference in the the procedures the way everything is done and now Mm. I'm a bit like uh we could definitely improve those systems yeah and I think I think a lot of it still comes down to like uh, I think I mean I'm sure it would be incredibly confronting to work on inside those lines like post 9-11 and like I think that there's such a such like an elevated like risk you know or like concern that sometimes it it comes out where it's you know it's not it's like it it doesn't come it it it, it, it's like a high stress situation so sometimes it's like you're not thinking about the best way to like you know help somebody it's just like scanning for the risk scanning for the risk you know and it's like okay but let's just take a moment to be helpful you know what I mean like I feel like it's like that's like the and that's what I was saying earlier where it's like my when I was like mom like how did you go through the plane with no security and then she I mean there was security but it was like barely anything and she was like oh you know we just did and I'm like okay but I'm reading about this list of like all around the world all this stuff that happened and then it's like I feel like like you're you're um in general, the whole overarching security is much like stricter and almost like, like, it's almost kind of like your any any th- 
any risk needs to be do you know what I'm trying to say it's like it need like like it's just it's treated with the utmost um severity kind of you know and I notice that here too because there's a lot of um there's a lot of people coming over and they're bringing and Australia is extremely um important as an island nation to not let in any um like biohazards like flowers Um. animals food like like anything and there's a lot of people if you watch border forces the tv show you'll see a lot of people do sneak things in and they and it's like you know that you can't bring a live sea turtle in your suitcase like how do they get that through well they get it through until they get to australia and then it comes up and i think that's where like they get and they get like what you're saying about the language thing like the videos on the plane are presented in like different languages like you can choose your language and (laughs) there's been some crazy cases where they're like oh no and it's like and there's things where it's like people are clearly um and I mean people do it from every country but like you know they've they've packed like this border forces show actually has really opened my eyes to like the job that these people do and they don't always get it perfect of course not but like they whether it's here in the U.S., any country I go to, I'm like, they make me feel safe when I'm flying. Like, they find things hidden, like, clearly hidden in suitcases and stuff that's just, like, wild. Yeah, and it's I like, think we, you and I are, we have the same opinion, but we're looking at it from two points of view. I'm thinking more about, like, the everyday regular vacation tourists coming through that just deserves to be treated you know respectfully and you're yes. looking at it like you're you're focusing more on like the people who are breaking the law and are you know kind of doing it well wrong. yeah but I think I'm focusing on that in terms of that to me is the reason why sometimes it can seem like like it's not super support or it's like super serious or like somebody is just asking a question but it's treated like you need to do this you know like because even I get that because my passport doesn't work in Australia (laughs) okay it just doesn't work really I it has never worked It, it 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 and it works in every other country but it's like it doesn't the readers here just don't scan my picture page they just it never has and so every time I have to go and I have to be like I have to go to the assistant desk I I have to go there it doesn't it doesn't work and like sometimes they can be really like no you have to do this and I'm like I literally just did it like it's not like I, I like look it doesn't work like I I have to go to the desk I know what I'm doing I have to go to the desk and sometimes you get someone who's really nice and other times they're like barking orders at everybody yeah. you know like and I think it just and I think it's just it's like there's so much that we don't see that in and I think everybody of course deserves a respectful uh entrance exit wherever they're going I just think it's like it's such a hard thing in overarching in human life like how do you find the balance between someone who maybe has just dealt with people trying to like get in that shouldn't be in or or bringing something in that they that's dangerous and then they have to turn around and be like 
they're dealing with like something else that they don't know, you know? And I think that's why that happens, even though it's not, it's not always fair. It's, it's like the same thing. Like you go to, you know, a store or anything and you deal with someone who's having a bad day and then it just like, they take it out on you and you're like, whoa, whoa, I'm just trying to shop or, you know, I'm just trying to do whatever. It's like, take it down a notch. Just yeah. Like we're all just human. Yeah, like we're all just human. And I think, yeah, I think that there's definitely like in a lot of just like what you're saying about the airports, I feel like that's just in general, like a lot of places, a lot of situations, basically everything (laughs) could be much more accommodating in general to people from everywhere and, and different walks of life and different languages but I, I'm sure it's hard because it's like, uh, like, like I'm, like I'm, I'm always scanning, Katie, because I'm always scared. Like I said in the middle of the day, I'm always scanning. So you know what's be interesting to scan for me. Too is like, I could be wrong, but I think we might be one of the only countries where we can smile in our passports. Absolutely, that is 100 percent true. Because I get told off every time that I smile here. Because when I went to Thailand last year, all of my friends were from different countries. Yeah. So we were, like, comparing all of our passports. Oh, that's cute. And um, I was like, wow, you guys look so angry in yours. They're like, well, we're not allowed to smile. Because they, which is, yeah, which is so funny because they took me to, no, they took me to. Who took you, Rachel? Nobody took you. I took myself to get my passport. No, I got, like, an identification card or something. And they were like, no smiling and I was like okay and then I just like was trying not to smile and put my lips together and then I was laughing without smiling I don't know how people do it like I look murderous if I'm not absolutely well Nick looks like an actual like soldier in his like he (laughs) he looks like from like the early 1900s like I want to see he looks like not even and it's so funny because his first passport picture he looked like a young Mac Miller, like a rapper. And then all of a sudden now he looks like, he looks like a, like a, like a, a spy or something. Like he looks completely different. Wow. If you put like his first passport picture in his second one, he, to me, he doesn't even look like the same person. It's wild, but. Well, I feel yeah. like we have covered a lot of material. You know, we've, we've gone through Pasco stories, murder mysteries, airport woes airport personnel and let's just let's just make a, a psa for everybody travelers to be just a nice smile and say thank you for anyone's service and airport workers just a smile and say thank you how about everybody smiles and says thank you with and then calm, we, we have a much tones day. But truly, Katie, I think you need to just travel with me some more because most of the time when I go through TSA, they're like singing and happy. They're happy to see me anyway. They tell me, leave your shoes on. Leave your shoes on. And yeah. I go, thank you. I, so I, just I, I'm always me. fine because I, I know you. the routine. So they, they yeah. love people who know the routine. Know the routine, yes. So I think everyone should just learn the routine and maybe they'll calm down a bit. Yeah, check out the routine. I, I do. I, seriously, that's why when I when I spent the night in San Francisco, honestly, I loved it because I was like, I, I, I feel so safe. 
anywhere I am once I'm in the airport. I feel like I'm just in my own bubble. Let me live, okay? Says the girl uh, who's literally afraid of the lamp next to her. Well, that's right. I am. Yes, I am afraid. I feel like um, we have talked about a few negative things today. Oh, but wanna, I just want... We can I end just, on a positive. Let's end on a positive. I just want everybody to know that there is a lot of... Of course, there are some bad things in the world. But there's a lot of good things in the world, too. So if you're like me and you get worried about pretty much everything that's ever happening... I don't know if anyone has that. Just, yeah, listen, just try and focus on the positives and remind yourself that that's what I have to do. I have to remind myself that this is not new. The issues that are occurring in the world are not new, okay? And that's what I, my dad always tells me when I say, <laughs> watch out for crazy people, I say. And he says, Rachel, there have always been crazy people. And your mother is one of them. He says, which isn't very nice, but he's joking. Okay, just an FYI. Um, but I'm like, okay, that's right. I just got to live life to the fullest and be a nice person. And I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And you just got to fake it until you make it. Okay, like Katie in the cabin. She faked her sleep until she really fell asleep. And you got to pull here. a quick one on those ghosts. Yeah, okay. Just one last thing. I have to get off my chest about that really quick. Okay. Nick told me, okay, so I told him, like, you know, it, there, it's happened to me twice recent in recent memory, like the last few years. And it's probably going to happen to me again tonight now that I'm talking about this. Is it was like I fell asleep and I looked at my phone right before I fell asleep. And then I woke up and it was like, it was like where you like, you're trying to wake up and it's like, you're just like paralyzed almost. Like you yes. can't wake up and you're like, <gasps> like trying to wake up and it's almost like you might be having a bad dream but then it's like it's like you're aware that you can't wake up yes I know what you're describing and then when you finally do wake up and you look at your phone or your clock it's only been like five minutes since you last looked at it so it's like it's like you've barely been asleep and it's happened to me twice in the last like three years when I was in a hotel room alone so one time when I was in quarantine in Sydney And one time when I was on a work trip in Geelong and I was by myself in a hotel room. And then you do know what my husband said to me? Like, I brought this up like, you know, a while later. I just said like, oh yeah, I had that like weird night, you know? And like, he was like, oh, you know, that's a ghost, right? And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, it's a ghost hovering over you. Like, that's what he's like, that it's like, I he's like I think it's like sleep paralysis but it's happening because there's a ghost on you and I'm like okay well uh I'm never talking to you again this is over I can't why why does the ghost want us not to wake up Katie I don't know I don't know why the ghost has it out for us honestly I have no idea and even just thinking about it letting those thoughts even enter my brain freaks me out beyond belief so basically i'm just never gonna sleep alone ever again but sometimes it's it's happened to me where nick is next to me and then i wake up and i'm like did you like hear me screaming in the in my sleep and he's like no i'm like cool i am quite the catch anyway i I can't even think about it anymore because they're gonna come get me (laughs) so we're probably putting really bad energy out there. Oh, God. oh gosh, Kitty. Okay, we need to talk about something nice next time, for sure. 
let's wrap it here for now and we will catch up with you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Help a Girl Out as per usual. Katie, keep killing it in Japan and we will talk to you all soon. Love you and sweet dreams, no ghosts. 